Chapter 2 The Perfections of God We ought to remember during this entire contemplation of God that we must apply all that is said of God to our Lord Jesus Christ, who is God. We cannot separate Jesus Christ from God. We cannot separate the Christian religion from Jesus Christ, who is God, and we must affirm and believe that only the Catholic religion is the Christian religion. These affirmations have, as a result, inescapable conclusions that no ecclesiastical authority can contest. Outside of Jesus Christ and the Catholic religion, that is, outside the church, there is no salvation, no eternal life. Whoever is saved attains to everlasting life by his adhesion to the mystical body of our Lord. Another consequence. All of the societies our Lord created must necessarily work together in accordance with their entire purpose to make souls become Catholic and to keep them Catholic in order to procure their eternal salvation, which is the end of all creation, of the incarnation, and of the redemption. These conclusions are timeless and unchangeable. They are the expression of the whole revelation and were the directive principles of the entire church until the Second Vatican Council. This conciliar church is imbued with the principles of 1789. These are Masonic principles with respect to religion and religions in general and with respect to civil society. Its foundation was an imposture inspired by hell for the destruction of the Catholic religion, of its magisterium, of its priesthood, and of the sacrifice of our Lord. This new church can no longer sing the praises of Jesus Christ, universal King of nations, can no longer have the thoughts of our Lord with respect to the world. That is why the whole spirit of the liturgy has been modified by the changing of a multitude of details in texts and gestures. Contemplation of the Word Incarnate, as it is sung in all the liturgical feasts, is henceforward rendered impossible for the new church. We must, at any price, remain faithful to the spirit of the Catholic Church if we wish to devote ourselves to contemplation of the divine mysteries, of the mystery of the Incarnate Word, and the mystery of the Holy Trinity. Divine perfections are distinguished from divine operations, although nothing can be separated in God. It is the weakness of our mind which constrains us to study God in a human manner. God is truth goodness, and beauty. These are the attributes of the being that God is. God, possessing all being in himself, possesses therefore truth, goodness, and beauty in their complete perfection. The more beings participate in the divine being, the more they participate in his truth, his goodness, and his beauty. Our knowledge of God is quite imperfect here below, and it will still be so in heaven because one would have to be God to comprehend him in all his perfection and his being. It is thus that the three divine persons know one another. One way towards a greater knowledge of God consists in asserting that he does not share the limitations of creatures, which otherwise serve to prove the existence of God. We thereby cannot countenance any imperfection in God. God is perfect. We deny any limitation. 
He is infinite. We deny any limit in space. He is everywhere, omnipresent. We deny any limit in time. He is eternal. We deny any change. He is immutable. One should cite at this instance numerous texts of Holy Scripture. It can be said that the entire Old Testament is a hymn to the infinite perfection of God. We marvel at the spirit of adoration of the grandeur and omnipotence of God, of His providence in the history of humanity, and especially in the history of Israel preparing for the Messiah. Then the New Testament follows as the manifestation, the epiphany of the Holy Trinity, of His infinite charity, of His unfathomable mercy for the sinners that we are. With what profound conviction should we pronounce the liturgical prayers which remind us unceasingly of these divine perfections? Then humility, silence, and everything which distances us from the world would come to us naturally. We would live in God, in the Holy Trinity, in Jesus Christ and by Jesus Christ, in this ocean of goodness, mercy, and omnipotence. Then Jesus Christ will take more and more that true place in us which is due to him as God incarnate. Then his Eucharist, sacrifice and sacrament, will become the center of our lives and of our thoughts, through which we will penetrate into the immense reality of the Holy Trinity. Mm -hmm.